Hello. How's it going? Good. I got you on the first try. Nice. We're two for two. We're two for two on correct Skype connections. All right. So I'm looking at, I, I'm, this is a problem for the, for the company already because I'm looking at the dates and I can't calculate how long it's been since the last podcast we did. It's got to be five days, right? Because Saturday, or I mean, we recorded on a Thursday. We did do Thursday. So it's today is Tuesday the 4th. Thursday is two days away from now in the future. So that means five days because there are seven days in a week. You know what? I'm, that math is solid to me. We are recording at a time I find much more favorable. Yeah, this is much better than early in the morning, but we had to. We did have to last time, uh, and I'm fine with an early morning podcast, but evenings are better. Yeah, evenings are better because I can have a beer while I record. I mean, I guess I could do that at eight in the morning also, but socially frowned upon. But podcast encouraged. Yeah, that's probably true. I've gone highbrow for our meetings and have decided to have a glass of Chardonnay. Wow, wow. I'm more of, I, you know, I like beer, but got to go with the Chardonnay when you're working because it adds intellect and... and um, like uh, class. It definitely feels classier podcasting right now. So it's been five days. You mentioned to get started that we had to record morning last time. And I guess for people who are potentially listening to this as their first episode, that's feasible. Right. This is our second episode. It's very possible that someone did not hear episode one. Uh, the reason the last episode of this show, Making the Bands, was recorded in the morning was because John, who is the my co-host, and I am Cameron, uh, we are working on making our own line of Apple Bands. And Thursday, last week, was the day that the first samples arrived. And so we wanted to have a episode before we got the first samples. I think that seems to be a really good reason to have a first episode. So now we are now five days later. These samples came, the first set came to me on Thursday. And then the second set, which is a bit larger, went to John on Friday. Yes. And so we've had a couple days now. And this is our first impressions. And somehow at this point, I feel very unprepared to talk about it because it's been a long time. But I feel like I don't know what to say. Well, let's start. What band are you wearing right now? I am wearing one of our bands. And I've actually found one of the things we talked about in the last episode, which I think was something I'd never thought about until you, we mentioned it, was how frequently do you change the band? I actually saw a Reddit post about this. We talked about browsing the Apple Watch subreddit. And I saw a poster there who was asking about the durability of the lugs and the straps and taking bands on and off and you know how frequently. And, and it seemed like most of the posters there said they change theirs once every other day, typically. Usually they have a go-to band, which is usually, it seems like, a sport band. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people said, so they have the, the sport band that came with it or a favorite color that they got separately. And that's their go-to band. And then they have a dressier band that they wear for events. Mm -hmm. So usually one of the leather loops, the Milanese loop, uh, a lot of leather bands. So people seem to have those and they would switch once or twice a week for nicer events. They're going mm -hmm. to a big interview for work or they're going to a job meeting or they have something at school that they have going on. They want to wear the nice band. I think you'd mentioned, John, mm -hmm. that you switch your band maybe daily. Almost daily. And some days I'll go like two or three days with the same band. But now especially, so I had three bands before this, three sport bands, and the Milanese Loop um, knockoff as well. And so I had four bands before. And it feels like, you know, if you have them, you should use them. And so for that reason, I change them, you know, every every couple of days at least because I didn't, I just like using the things that I have. And now I've added three more bands to the mix. And it's insane. I almost have to change bands every day. Also, I feel compelled because I'm trying to see if these bands are any good or not. So I have like a practical reason to change them every day as well. I have them about the same. I don't have a number count. I had the band that came on my original watch, which was white. I bought an Apple Watch band, the sport band from Apple, the orange one. So I had an Apple authentic other sport band. And now that I have my second watch, I have a black band. So I've got three Apple bands. I had a knockoff Milanese loop that does not match my now space gray watch because it was silver. And I've got a couple other silicone knockoff bands from Amazon, which are similar to the style of what we've had. And I would probably say I was about the same. I would change about daily, probably every other day. Um, mostly wearing a sport, maybe matching it to the color I was wearing. But other than that, I did, when I had the silver watch, I really liked the Milanese loop. And so I'd go with that frequently as just like a common band to wear. Yeah, you're going to have to get a black one of those. Yeah, I'm definitely, it's on my list. But now, because obviously we have these 
these new sport style bands that we're trying to look into making with the black pins, which again is the premise of the show for anyone who's listening the first time, John and I have this idea of designing an Apple watch band in the sport style, kind of the silicone sport style that has a black pin that connects the two parts of the watch together instead of having a silver pin. So John described it last podcast very well of if you have a belt, you have the belt buckle, which clasps the two parts of the belt together. The pin on the watch is the part that sits under your wrist that connects one half of the band to the other. It's the tuck and pin enclosure. Apple only sells silver besides the band, the single band that comes with your watch. And we think there should be other colors for multiple different colors of uh, the silicone floral elastomer kind of thing that comes with it. So we've been looking at, with these samples, a white band, a red band, and a couple other colors that have a black pin. And that's kind of the origin of this podcast and what we're looking to do. I have a... um... So I was describing this project to my father um, and I was trying to describe like what makes these different from other ones. And we always say black pin. That seems to confuse some people like they don't know what we're talking about necessarily when we say black pin. And I was like, well, what would you call this thing? And he said something that was really disappointing to me, but also makes a lot of sense. He said, well, I just I would just call that a button. Yeah, I guess that is a button. That's yeah, I guess that's about what you call it. That's a You know what? That's. I think I agree with you that it's a hard word to describe to people. Like that's been our, our probably our biggest issue is how do we describe this problem to people? How do we take it to them and say, here's the issue we're trying to solve mm-hmm. to answer your question originally, which was about five minutes ago, or it seems like forever ago. Uh-huh. I am currently wearing the white band with black pin. And since last Thursday, that has been my band. I've worn most of the time. Uh, I love the red, the red to me, the red with the black pin is fantastic looking. And I've, shown some photos to people and people love that red with the black pin but to me the white with the black pin has been just every time i see it i think shit this looks really good and i don't know if we're cursing on this podcast so that's a first there but no i think you edited out a curse from last one i thought you said something last podcast that was like oh we're not going to be a clean podcast but then we got the clean seal of approval and when i listened today i don't know i think you cursed last time and took it out we'll find out if you do or do not take it out this time. But the white band with the black pin has really impressed me. That was a color that we both got, and I really like that. I'm actually wearing the um, blue color, the light like powder blue color, and I've worn, so I got mine on Friday. I wore the white all day Saturday. The gr- space, I, w- I would call it not space gray, just like the natural off-white color on Sunday, and this one all day today, or... I don't know. I've worn all of them at least one day, and I like them all. The blue one, I really like how it looks, but I can't figure out what I'm supposed to wear it with. Okay. Like, it looks good, but it's kind of, it requires specific outfits. Whereas the white one looks great, but it's pretty stark, and I can't wait for you to get the natural one, because that one might be my favorite. The natural is like a charcoal look, maybe you would describe it as, or like not a gray, but. I would describe it as almost off white. We may have ordered. We may have thought we were getting something darker, but when I look at it, it's just like, I'm not sure you would know that it, you would definitely know it wasn't white looking at it, but in general, it it's like an off white color. I think it looks great and I'm excited for you to get yours. But anyway, so I've worn all of them, but I'm wearing the blue one now and I had like a multicolored shirt today that it kind of went okay with, but I'm not sure about it. The blue is very light, correct? It's like a, like a sky blue. Would you describe it that way or? I describe it as maybe powder blue okay powder blue yeah powder blue i'd call it a powder blue all right so my premise i guess when i picked these colors for the second for the order that i received um i was excited about the contrast of a white pin or a a white band on a dark pin and i want to i want to clarify quick before you go on about that i originally had no thought of the white band with the black pin and this seems crazy to me in retrospect but i remember I really wanted the red with the black pin, personally. And you mentioned this, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it'd be okay. And now that I have it, I can't take it off. Man. The white with the black pin to me just was such a a duh idea that I just, I didn't think about it. But you mentioned it, and then now it's, so far it's my favorite, but I'm excited for the natural one now that you mentioned how how good it looks and how much you like it. Right. But to me, that was the one that I didn't even think about. And now that I have it, the thing to me, and I don't know, I'll let you continue your story, but the thing that I don't, that to me has been surprising has been how rarely you notice the pin, but when you see it match, it's really cool. 
Yeah, and that's another thing I've noticed is like you don't I don't know how often somebody sees the pin of their watch, like the back part of their watch, but it does look nice. A just the black looks nice independently of whether or not it matches. And B, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. They should be the same color. And so I don't know. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on it. I haven't talked like I've talked to some people about it. I actually talked to uh my brother in law just got a watch. Um and he just got it and opted for the series one. He's like, I don't swim. Okay. That seems to be the big reason you'd select one or the other right now. Right. I'm cur- I would get the series two because I'm interested in the GPS aspect of it, but and he got a space gray. Okay. Um and he said, I tried to go and buy these pin- these bands online, but I couldn't find any with the black pin. And this was before I had talked to him about it. Like, he was aware of our podcast. He was aware of the concept, but he had, according to him, had the problem before he was aware that his brother-in-law was working on a solution. It was, And I was like, yeah, I got these bands. He's like, man, hopefully he's going to be one of our um, first customers. But anyway, it's exciting to know that I've talked to somebody else who's not crazy. And I actually know somebody else with a black band that I need to talk to um, who lives in St. Louis. And I'm hoping to, when you ship me this... Uh, the red one. The red one that you got. I'm going to send it over to him and see what he thinks about it. So you mentioned something about the colors. When you chose the colors, you weren't sure. And I'm curious what you had to go with this because it actually sounded interesting. Oh, I wish that I had. we had gotten red ones in this shipment also. Okay. Just so we had had two points of comparison. Oh, that's a good point, actually, to compare the colors across vendors. Right. Whereas right now we just have the white, and white is white is white is white, pretty much. I mean, that's not true when you're like painting your house. You're like, oh my gosh, how do all these whites look different? But like red would have been like, oh, there's there could be a lot of differences in colors called red. That is a really good point. And I'm going to have an aside here, which I think fits the same. So, friend of the show, Michael Phelps, not the swimmer. And who is Michael Phelps? Michael Phelps is my coworker who I founded my company with. Mike is very adamant, and I think with good point, because I have called these black pins, and he's been very adamant. Very, he has been a stickler with the fact that space gray and the the black or the space black, I think they call it for the watch, are two different colors. Mm-hmm. And he's correct. I tease him about it, or we we joke about it, but he's right. That's true. That is unequivocally true. The space gray is not black. Now, our pins are black. They are black. And I wonder, I I have never seen in the flesh a stainless steel black watch. So Mike's dad has the black stainless steel one, which is his his point of contrast. Because he he, uh, had mentioned that he thinks it looks fantastic, which I've seen them in store and I've seen them and that is very true. Like It looks great, but I have not had a whole lot of hands-on time. Mike's dad has one. He's seen it quite a bit. And he's, he continually tells me that he's increasingly impressed by how good the stainless steel black one looks. He's actually, I think, one of Apple's biggest, not follies, but one of the biggest complaints was if you were an early adopter of the original Apple Watch, the space black watch was a $1,200 or whatever with the link bracelet. You couldn't get it unless you were going to spend a ton of money. And mm-hmm. after the fact, Apple offered it with a, a sport band, and now it's achievable, I guess, if you don't want to spend the $1,200. Mm-hmm. But he says it looks fantastic, and he's he's a big stickler that the black and space gray are two different colors, which we both agree. He's right. The question would be, could we do a space gray pin? Black is definitely closer to space gray than silver. Another thing, I'm looking... I mean, I'm sure they look very different in person, but like I lo- I'm looking on Apple's product page and I would tell you that the space gray stainless steel watch is the exact same as my watch. Like I know they're not. I know they're very different, but in the product shots, they don't look different. No, they don't do a good job of selling it. I agree with you. Like it looks a little bit more reflective. So it is one of the questions we have. So color comparison, you know, we're looking at the metals as well as the color of bands, I think is a really good point to bring up is that. There's a lot of different colors to handle here. Like the color of the silicone is one thing. The color of the metal is another thing. Uh, here's my counterpoint. I, I, here's my counterpoint to Mike. I'm, and I am with you. I agree. He is right. Black is not space gray. When you buy a black Apple watch, what color is your pin that comes with it? When you buy the space gray or the space black, it is black. Apple's pin is the same pin color. Yeah. for both. And the same thing when you buy an aluminum the silver color aluminum apple watch it ships with the stainless like the clasp is stainless steel you're correct both of those are yeah so 
there are no pins that match exactly mm-hmm. unless you got like a stainless steel silver watch with a stainless steel silver pin. Yes. And I think one of the other points to bring up is obviously we talked about this last episode a lot, but if we end up running a run here, it's going to be you and I putting our own money into this, correct? I mean, mm-hmm. we're not a big company. No. This is my personal savings, you know, we're, your savings. We're going to throw these together, figure out what we do to do a, a run of these. Mm-hmm. Now, in an ideal situation, we would provide space black and space gray pins that would be different. But for the time being, as we are looking to do our first run, it's very difficult because most of the producers we're working with. So last episode, we talked about how does this work? We basically contact companies in China that work on producing accessories for mobile phones or stuff like this. They have experience with with plastics, with metals and everything. Some of them specialize in producing custom apple watch bands so we talk to them and say here's what we want to do we want a band that looks like this but we want this pin to be black not silver can you do it and we get a quote and stuff like that most of them have relatively high minimum buys Mm -hmm. we're talking hundreds of units like minimum of 500 it's a big investment so we can't just do both pin like ideally one day we do a space gray and a space black pin and they're obviously different and they match but today it might be difficult right but you are right apple currently does not offer that distinction and so that would be cool. Like we, Apple doesn't even offer this at all. But a, I think that the black, just like independent of watch, what the watch looks like, the black pin looks better yes. on the bands that we've got than a space gray one would. A hundred percent correct. With the idea of matching your watch, it maybe would be better the other way. But just like objectively, the watch band by itself looks better with a black pin than it would with a space correct. gray one. I would agree 100%. So we have the pin color and then we have the band color. Like you mentioned, we probably should have taken more thoughts about choosing colors. You're right. We should have gotten more consistent samples across vendors. Mm -hmm. So we've only worked with two vendors right now, and we got white from both, but we have red from one and we don't have red from the other, and we have blue from another. We don't have vice versa, I guess. Right. Um, So we've got these samples, and yours are in the mail actually as of this evening, I think to you and you're going to have two white ones to look at to find the differences between them see if there are any um and see what's going on so that's going to be great and i sent you back one from my order which i sent you the red one Uh uh-huh one because they gave me two so i had an extra one easy yeah but also i want you to see this red color because i think it's a very fantastic color like i think it looks really good it looks good in the uh, in the pictures, the promotional pictures you yeah, take. Yeah, so we recently. did take. I took some promotional pictures of the, sh- the bands, which we will put up in the. It's actually on the podcast page. It's actually in our podcast image. I guess the 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 header image, or I guess the cover art for the podcast, and we'll maybe throw that in the show notes as well. An image of the example red color, which to me it looks fantastic. It on a band looks better than the white, but the white and the black pin is just is really something else to me. You're gonna have you're gonna be able to do a comparison try them on. So now we're gonna get into the. So we've talked about the colors. Now we're gonna get into actual physical band impressions. Yeah, let's talk about the bands. Okay. So I was. How did your bands come shipped to you? We independently took unboxing videos, which we'll probably make it up on our website at some point. It's kind of a fun aside, but we're not expecting anyone to watch them. I received a package from DHL. It was an envelope, or I guess a big mailer, inside of which was a box. That was completely wrapped in tape. Completely wrapped in tape. (laughs) Outside of the box, on the tape, was written a bunch of letters that did not seem to make sense to me. I opened that up, and inside of the box were three plastic, I don't want to call them like, imagine like, not sandwich bags, but the same kind of plastic bag material that would be in a sandwich bag that Mm. was designed almost to fit the watch when clasped together perfectly. So it was very thin and long, and it had a Ziploc at the top. And inside of it was a band. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Mine was very different than that. Yeah. Um, other than the DHL, obviously, it came from a DHL, um, which I guess is like the number one choice. I mean, I know DHL was popular here and has moved out of America, which is kind of the most interesting part. And we can get into shipping later. But it came to me from China, from Shenzhen, two days. I was aware or I was notified for the first batch of samples we had that they'd left Shenzhen, China on monday or no they left it like sunday and i got them thursday sunday night monday morning here i received them thursday yours i think left tuesday from the same area yeah tuesday to friday yeah or maybe like from that. hong kong or something similar so unbelievable timing is about two and a half days each 
Right. Basically, Amazon Prime from China. And from DHL. So DHL worked all great for both of us. You get the package and you open it. And what's inside? So my package was a box-ish. Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on it. I think it was like a bag with a box inside it with another box inside of it. And inside that final box, and it, it was like a DHL box and bags all the way down. And then all of my bands, and I had eight of them. Yeah, because I have three and you had five. All of them came in packaging that you as a customer would be happy to receive a box abandoned. Like it was a cardboard box, and inside the cardboard box was a like plastic tray, and the watch bands snapped into the spots in the tray so they wouldn't like move around if you shaked the box around yeah mine were definitely in little plastic bags that looked like a sandwich bag you cut into like thirds so to speak where it just fit the watch two bands together into a plastic bag and so mine would like the two bands were sitting side the two parts of the band were side by side independently on display so you could see both of them but it was funny because it was just like the most generic packaging. Like there's no branding or anything. It just has like Apple Watch Band on the front. Um, and then on the back just has like, just like the least possible, a white label description of like what it is and why you might want it. It wasn't like there was no marketing effort at all. It's just like if somebody wanted to buy that band, they would just put a name on it and then leave all of the marketing points. Like least possible work. The packaging felt, uh, the box was fine. I don't know. I wasn't that impressed by the packaging. You'll have to let me know about it what you when you see it. You wouldn't have been impressed, but it wasn't like the worst. Right. It was definitely better. I don't know. My Apple Watch band, the, my third-party band that I got before, um, the packaging was kind of like a two-part cardboard box where like one part sat on the other. Like there was a lid that was separate from it. And the most notable part of the packaging I had was the terrible broken English descriptions. Um, I had this pulled up on Instagram because I thought I was going to talk about it last time. These are your previous bands too. Just so Yeah, not the current ones. Yes. Um, sorry about that. Oh, I think you made it clear. I just want to reiterate. Right. Um, so I did like the packaging, but I also really, I took the greatest amount of joy in the ridiculous English that was in the package. Oh, here it is. Simple design style makes your life not simple. Watchband is exported material, which make you wearing fashioner. I'm almost thinking that if we do the box, we have to throw quotes like this in there. We should do this. Um, and you are not only the follower of trend, but also the symbol of identity. That one we should just quote verbatim. I don't know what if there's any protection on these, like if we could get sued. This link will be in the show notes. I for feel sure very this disappointed time. that I haven't. So the one thing that was interesting to me, and this is, and I think we iterated again last episode, but I think it's important to note: you and I both have no experience in this at all. No, none. none at all. We're really this podcast is kind of where you and I are talking about this the most, and is mostly figuring out uh, what we're it's doing. It's mostly a journal. We kind of realize this whole situation is ridiculous. We want a journal of the story so that one day we can look back and say that was stupid. That was weird. So as I was opening the bag I had, I didn't know what to expect. We had seen the photo of your boxes, so we knew we were going to kind of get those, but I didn't know what to expect. When I got the bags, we didn't have expectations when we started, and so I ordered the first two bands. I'd mentioned to John, I got the first email back from China, and I was excited, so I said, oh, the shipping's like $35 or something. You'll send me samples. Okay, I'm in. I, don't, I didn't have any any reservations. Just here's the order. I want to try this. It was kind of a very, and I'll admit it, clumsy decision to just go ahead and order it, but it seemed so accessible that I went ahead and did it without thinking. And it was after that that we kind of started talking about, is this a product? How do we do this? What are we going to actually order? And so everything we're doing is kind of, we don't know what to expect is what's happening. So we got the order. Your box that we had had like actual packaging. We saw that in the photo beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mine did not. Right. And so when I got them, I didn't know what to expect. They came in these little bags. One of them had a print on it that said QC for quality control. And that was like, wow, these are actually, this is just coming off the factory floor. That's really cool. And that was really a neat experience was just seeing that, which is really silly and stupid. I don't want to say it's like, oh man, I'm excited that something is getting some sort of quality control. But you realize that there was a process here where 
somebody thought about this and we kind of were, we're stepping through the process of, well, what's the first thing you do? You do one to see and make sure it works with the black pin. That's the quality control band or whatever, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they knew they could do is just figuring out if it worked or whatever. And they just sent that one along with it because why not? You know, they did it, so they might as well send it. They're not going to do anything with it. And so I am not sure that my set of things, while the packaging was nicer, I'm not sure that the degree of quality control is as good at the factory that we ordered ours from. Because one of the things that I've noticed, and I think I'll we'll get to this, I guess, later, but there is... I had some like lug variation, I would say. Um, so the pins and like the rubber band, the the bands themselves are good, but the lugs. The lugs are what now again? Just to clarify. Yeah, yeah. The lugs are the part that allows your band to clasp into your watch. So right. they're. I am a little unclear about what all of them do. Are they magnetic? No, no, they're not. So I think how they work, and again. Uh, this is personal observation, so I guess it's probably not the best to speak of it as fact. The The lugs are the following. There's Look at the watch band. There are three little loops. They're kind of like rounded rectangles, ovals that sit at the, the top of the band, I guess, at the part of the band that meets the watch. The, fir- the two outside ones I don't think do a whole lot, though I'm not sure. The middle one seems to be the key, which we probably should learn more about this and how this works, but... <laughs> The middle one has a part of it in the lug that has some give. So there's there's a long, I don't want to call it a bar, but it's it's probably a, like a, a long bar of plastic that has, or it could be metal or a metal plastic hybrid. Mm-hmm. And the middle lug has some give because the plastic has give or it's a little bit hollow at some point or something like that. And so what happens is you take the watch band and you slide it into the watch and that middle pin, and or the I don't want to call it a pin because it'll confuse us. The middle lug of the pedal, the or middle pedal, pebble. It's like a little rock almost. The middle part of the lug slides in and then locks into place. How does this happen? The middle part of the lug has a curved shape, so it kind of rises and falls like a wave or something like that. So it it rises up to a an apex and then slides back down to back to the same level as the 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 silicone band so it's kind of like imagine you're adjusting like crutches like the height of a crutch like there's a that little metal peg that sticks out and then it goes in as soon as it finds a hole to go into yeah kind of exactly like that what happens is the you slide through the first third or so of the band into the apple watch the middle lug because it's curved when it hits resistance, it actually slides under and the resistance forces the middle lug down and then makes the band flat. Inside of the Apple Watch is a little raised, I guess it'd be like a concave surface that the a lug, once it hits, depressed yeah, surface. depressed surface, that once it the watch lug hits it, it pops up and springs into place. And it goes no further because of its hit resistance. That makes sense. When you want to take it out, you use the back of the Apple Watch to push into the to the watch which therefore depresses the lug and kind of flattens it out again and allows it to go to escape the watch without any you know resistance any longer got it so yeah you had some lug issues with yours which was one of i think one of the eight only one of them had one of the side lugs was just missing altogether did that interfere with its ability to snap into the watch it has not and what i found is that all of them fit better now that I've taken them in and out of the watch a few times. So my three, that was something that I, I would agree. So mine, I had no issues with the lugs being broken or not existing. And so that's one of the things we want to go back to the, the manufacturers with and say, Hey, one of these eight were broken. Is that a standard failure rate? Like, are we going to deal with one out of eight of these being broken? Right. Is that atypical? Like, what do we deal with? Uh, Mine, none were broken. They definitely felt firm or stiff the first time. So like the first time I used them, maybe the first five or six times I used them, they felt harder to slide into place than an average watch band. Mm-hmm. But after that, they kind of worked into place and I have no issue. And I've noticed that I have had no issue either once, even with the one with the missing one, since I've used them a few times, like they've kind of gotten used to it. Yeah, they just get better as they get a little bit more use, as they get a little bit more worn in. Um, and so I am not finding an issue anymore with that. Yeah, I would agree. My first, my initial impression would have been a little rough and said, wow, this 
This is a little bit not what I would expect. But again, as I've worn them in, they've been great. And they feel almost like standard, I don't know, as good as any other third-party band I've used. Yeah, I agree with that. So anyways, that's going to be a interesting thing. Like, Yeah, that's something we... I, I want to go back to both suppliers and question them on them. Right, but I don't even know... I don't remember... I want to buy like a different third-party band now and see like... Because I have a vague memory that it didn't... That my... my um, the red band that I bought from a different third-party manufacturer um, was not a perfect fit to begin with either, and it kind of just worked its way into it. I've had experiences where my third... I've had at least two or three third-party bands break, like completely break and not work anymore. Aha, uh-huh, I have never had So my that. expectation was is that they would not be very good. And actually, these ex- exceed my expectations for a third-party lug. That's being said, I want to exceed all expectations. But yeah, my first initial impressions were they felt a little bit stiff or they were hard to slide into place. But after two to three kind of latches and unlatches, it's been really good. And at least on par with other third-party bands I've used, which I think is about as high of praise as we could have for the lug part of it. Right. And then, so that's really the only complaint that I've had. Watch band size. So all of the... Yeah, I was going to ask you what your thoughts were about the silicone that yours is made out of. The silicone is good. It is, I think, nicer than the other third-party band that I have. By nicer, I mean thicker. I don't notice a difference when I'm wearing it between the thinnest one and the Apple one, which is the thickest. These, and But this is like somewhere in between. But they all feel the same when I'm wearing them for the most part. One thing I have noticed, so I have three different ones. Three different ones of the same, the ones of our samples. So three different samples, yes. Yeah, I got the blue, the the off-white and the white. And I don't know if it's my wrist or like what, but I use it, find myself using a slightly tighter... I don't know if the holes aren't drilled in quite the same place or what, but I'm using the longest setting or the second longest setting on most of them. But I think on the white one or the off-white one, it's the third longest setting. And I don't know why that is. I put them up side by side. They look the same, but like... Something slightly different, I think. Or I could just be crazy. So my impression of the one I have, which I'm very excited for you to get the red one, and I'm kind of excited vice versa to see the ones you sent me, the silicone quality of the bands we have, at least of the sample I got, was superb. Yeah, it is nicer than the other third-party band that I have, and nicer than I was expecting. This one is hands down, is like way nicer than what I expected. I'm excited to see this one you're sending me, because let's see... I'm wondering if they're the same or if they're different. Yeah, mine definitely are a notch above the other third-party bands I've had. If you were to ask me to feel... So here's the here's the part that it's kind of confusing or is difficult, and this is probably personal bias. Apple's silicone or the Apple's fluoroelastomer feels maybe more substantial, but I almost actually prefer the feeling of this one more. It's definitely a neck-and-neck comparison. This one feels lighter and a bit thinner but not in a bad way, almost in a good way. And that's actually really interesting to me is that I, as I hold it and wear it more, I think this feels superb. Like the quality of this is really good. And so I'm really excited for you to experience it or at least see the other ones. It could be that I just have a bias towards this type of material and you don't. I mean, that'd be a really interesting thing. It might, I just might like it. You might not. Right. Um, but I find it to be, A, I don't notice a difference when I'm wearing it, but B, when I'm not wearing it, I'm just handling it. It almost feels better. That is interesting. And I like, I really like this blue. I really like the quality of the ones I'm wearing as well. So quality of the band of the plastic um, silicone substance that we're using is not an issue with either of our samples. Yes. And also what isn't an issue is the pins. We were like, are these just going to be painted on or are they going to be like actual metal, like anodized metal? And from what we can tell, they seem to be actual anodized metal. So I took the day I got them. That was the big question was the metal pin. Is it anodized? Is it just painted? How are they? Are they spray painting this black? Do we know how this process is going to go? There was very little interaction. And so one of the things, and this is probably uh, an interesting part of it to some people. One of the things that was difficult in communicating this was a language barrier. Obviously, working with distributors and manufacturers in China, uh, we are being in America. And, and there was just an inherent language difference. And so the English through the people we worked with, they want to communicate in English and it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but there was definitely 
times where I was concerned that we weren't getting our point across well enough because it is a very like you mentioned we've had issues describing this problem to our friends and family native english speakers let alone someone halfway across the world and in both situations they were dead on hit what we requested we were worried though that the metal would be maybe painted or something like that it definitely does not seem to be the case in my situation i took like every sharp object and knife i could to it and i can't scrape it or you know scratch it um, and I've had, I haven't been that aggressive with it, but I have not had any issues. It's definitely like not painted. It, that is the part of the metal. Like it is the black is the metal. It is with the metal. It is not a separate thing. I don't think. And we talk about the anodization and you've seen them and I have not. How do the gold look? The gold look very good. Very good. I'm very impressed. Um, you're going to like them. I think, especially like the, White with the gold and the white with the rose gold, I think, look really good. Yeah, because those are the ones that were sleepers, but we think are very interesting. And so I was curious how those would look, especially because those in the photo you sent me look amazing. And almost certainly those are going to be not a part of our first run. No, definitely. And that's one of the things we talked about earlier was the fact that we have to do the runs per metal. Mm -hmm. So there could be a limited quantity. It could be 500. Some of them are 1,000. Some of the distributors we talked with want 10,000 before they'd consider a change like this. We will not be working with those distributors. No, we're avoiding them, but obviously we're limited in the sense that we have to do only, we're looking at hopefully doing a limited investment personally. And so at that point we're looking at one color, which will probably be the black, but we really want to follow up with gold shortly because, so here's one of the things we can talk about was a lot of the feedback we've been getting. So we've been doing this last episode. One of the things that I said that you kind of, and listening to the old episode was, in listening to the last episode, one of the things you were surprised by, but not in a weird way, was it only been two weeks before we recorded the first episode. Yeah. Like from the idea origin till the first episode of this podcast was like two weeks. And so we've only been like five days. We're only like three weeks in total. I think it was an astute observation on your part to say, wow, we're only two weeks into this and we've gotten so far. One of the things we found as we kind of continue on this journey and talk to people, look for enthusiastic people who want this kind of thing the regular gold especially has been in high demand that has actually really impressed me i guess i didn't expect it but i i'm not surprised by it does that make sense right like because the people that i see are mainly black sport watch wearers correct i would agree um, or space gray watch wearers that's what i see most commonly though i actually do know two people with gold bands i just don't know if they'd care one way or the other. But anyway, so I was surprised by the demand for gold as well. And I just don't know how many people are buying gold or like anything. But we want to serve that market eventually. But it, we, we've we got to pick one metal and go with it right now. Yeah. And we're picking black. like the, Because that's what both of us have. And we're selfish people. Yeah, we're just selfish, horrible, <laughs> horrible criminal people who that's decided that thing. that's what we want to hit first. But the one thing we've noticed is that there does seem to be there does seem to be small niches of people in the Apple Watch, I guess, community, I don't know, who definitely have the same issues we have. It definitely is not it is a niche issue. The question is is how niche is it? And that's the hard part. Right. And we don't know. We have no idea how to judge, you know, is this an issue that us and a hundred other people have, or is this an issue that could be a percentage, you know, a large percentage? And we don't really have answers to that right now. That's some of the things we're going to describe, or hopefully, these are some of the things we're hoping to learn as we continue, but we don't know those today. So we've talked so far about, we received the packages. Our impressions, I think, overall are fairly positive. Yeah, mine have only gotten more positive with time, and I think that's been the case for you as well. So my favorite, obviously, has been the white band with the black pin, and it has become something that if you were to take it away from me, I would be upset at this point. And I think that's a it's a good metric. I don't know where you come up and you say like where you come along and say, "Hey, this is something that we want to do and at what point do you are you invested in it?" But when I get to the point where I say to myself, "You know, if these obviously we got lucky, we bought some samples, we have these. So you and I both have our white bands with our black pins now. But if I had to like turn this in at the end of the day, I would be really bummed." Right, cuz it's been great. So, I feel like we We've talked a lot about the quality. The quality, I guess, let's just give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. I think on both of our sides, the quality has exceeded the expectation we anticipated. 
Like we both had relatively, I guess we both probably had muted expectations. I would give this a thumbs up in that I would want to talk to the manufacturer say like, why was this missing a lug? Is this going to happen? But like, other than that, I would be comfortable selling the bands that I received. That was mine with like a little bit of firmness. Like I want to ask them why that happens or what's like, what's it about? But I agree. Like if I had to sell someone this for like whatever price we determine, like any reasonable price, actually, I would be comfortable doing that. They feel nice. They look nice. So what's next? Well, we talked about the packaging a bit and your packaging Uh was definitely more complete than mine. Though both, I guess yours was pretty good. We've talked with, I actually, I don't know if I've actually told you, I talked with the manufacturer about that packaging Uh and it is something we can actually customize ourselves. Okay, cool. So that is possible. Would that be included in the price? That they no, it's a for? bit more expensive. That's the thing. Okay. So we have to buy it. So this is kind of inside baseball. I've never, I don't think I've told you this at all. I got it a couple uh-huh. of days ago and I, it came at like two in the morning and I just forgot about it. Uh, we'd have to buy a thousand of the packages. Oh, to get the boxes. Yes. To get the boxes. We don't. So I think for their orders, we needed 500. Mm-hmm. We don't have to use all a thousand, so we don't have to like buy a thousand. You know, we're not wasting a thousand, right? So if we buy, we have to pay for a thousand no matter what. We have to. We don't have to use them all at one time. They can sit and wait, which seems silly to me. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I don't know. Okay, that's possible. Doesn't doesn't necessarily seem practical, but it's possible. And I don't remember the price, but I it's higher than you'd expect. It was like thirty five cents a box, maybe. Okay. Which is not bad. I mean, that's cheaper than I think we'll be able to source them here in the United States. Yeah, and they have some customizable. That This is for a single color. So if we wanted to do multiple colors, it, it ramped up. Oh, got it. But for a, single, for a single color, it was like 35 cents. So we're looking at what, like 350 bucks for boxes alone at that point. Okay. Because you've got to buy a thousand. Yeah, we have to buy a thousand. So we don't have to use them all. And the question that came with that, one of the questions we ha- I guess, is it really interesting? So we have some packaging options there. Uh, we've looked at other, you and I both looked at a couple of other different options. I have a local friend here who actually I'm going to meet with later this week. And I kind of want to talk to him about it and see what he, his, his family actually runs a printing and manufacturing, like a, a printing company. So I'm hoping to talk with him about options that are available and see cool. what I can do there. Um, or learn I, if that's even, I, I think that's a good price. It sounds okay to me, but I don't, I have no clue other than just the numbers. Uh-huh. The the issue, I guess, the question, and this is where it's actually important, is the shipping. Uh-huh. So we had our first experience in shipping today, or not today, but I guess earlier this week, it was right. yesterday, where I shipped you a single individual band, mm-hmm. which is the most realistic situation we'll come up with. We're going to be shipping people one band for most the most of the time. Part. I think nine times out of ten, it'll be one band, yeah. I went through USPS. And I did not ship you in much packaging, to be honest with you. I took a regular mailing envelope. It wasn't a mailing envelope. It was a uh, a small mini, I guess it would be like a manila envelope. Okay. It was. It's probably six inches by five inches. Okay, so small. Small. It it about fit the, the length of the band if I connected it like it's like longest strap, whatever that would be. And then... It was three or four times wider than I needed it to be. Only a single band in there. I did not send you any other packages. And that cost me two seventy five, two eighty, I think. Yeah, so an amount of money. Which actually was higher than I expected, I'm not gonna lie. I'm shipping you five bands, but there it's in a flat rate container. Okay. A flat rate envelope, also with no padding or anything, but they're all in boxes. Okay. And I think that's like seven or eight bucks. Okay. Maybe ten bucks, but not a still like an amount of money. So that's that's interesting. I guess one of the things I think. We, so what's next? So that's what your question was. So we the price of shipping has not been that bad, but it's not been great. I guess is that kind of the. Yeah, I mean, I think realistically, um, unless we go to like some bulk shipping solution, or like we let we outsource the shipping to somebody, we're probably looking at like two to three dollars of shipping. No, I'd agree. That seems to be about where we're at. And so we probably should try shipping some more. Um, what we should we should try is, I guess, shipping. I guess we kind of learn, you know, two or three, we could ship a bulk rate or something like that. The shipping seems okay. We still have to receive them intact, so we don't know that yet either. Right, we don't know anything. Yeah. 
Uh, it doesn't seem like the box or a bag. We're kind of looking at different containers. How do we hold this? How do we package it and ship it? So that was interesting. Nice, yeah. And what does like we want people to? We want it to look like a nicer product than it actually. We don't is, want you to be right? embarrassed receiving. Right, right. It does. We don't want there to be a bunch of hilarious broken English sentences on it. When we do our next episode, we'll have received each other's, and we can kind of do a second part of this whole. What do uh-huh. we expect? But I think we'll learn a little bit about the shipping. I think the next step would be, and this is something we talked about. We have well, we haven't we have in our show notes, but we have not talked about. Do we do another sample order? Yeah, um, I think. Have you heard back from any other like viable potential manufacturers? So there was one more who had a uh-huh. very minimal order quantity. Okay, like a hundred, which is is at least three, like five times lower than what we've had any. Because didn't somebody said two fifty and somebody no, said I think 500? like five hundred oh. and I think like three fifty or four hundred. Okay. The one was better, but this one said like 50, which was much lower. I mean, uh, order of magnitude lower. So we maybe want to do samples from that company as well. Even if it's like 50 cents more expensive a band, like that would be worth it. Oh, yeah. For us personally to do the less quantity. I think at this point, the next phase is, is I think we need to come up with a set of specific questions that we have to ask. And I think we do that after we receive each other's bands. Mm hmm. Because I think we'll have a better, well-rounded view from you know, from each perspective of each you know each manufacturer. I think we come up with a question. I have some questions for the bands I have, and it seems like you have some questions for the bands you have. And so I think what we ultimately do is experience each you know the, both the samples and say, do we you know? I think we'll probably have similar questions for each other. Mm-hmm. But I think we we go to the manufacturer and we we should press press them. Like I think we should really press them. And say, hey, like, why is this the way it is? Right. Why, was this one missing? We had one out of eight. What happened? Like, so if we order a thousand, whatever. Are we looking at 80 of them? Are we looking at 100 of them that are going to, or like 150 of them that are going to have a missing lug part? And what happens? Do we get a refund on those 150? Right. Can we, you know, are we just, we have to wait for another order? Like, what do we do? Like, what happens when 150 are messed up out of a thousand? Right. Because I think. Knowing you and I, that would be a level where we don't want to ship people these. But also, will we ever see these before we ship them to people? That's like, I'm unclear about the whole process, I guess. Like, we're just going to have to look into it. I think currently how I would imagine it is that we would have them shipped to me, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then I would ship them out. Yeah, that is a time commitment, though. That is a time commitment. From your band that had issue... And this is actually a really good question. Is based off the packaging and going with that. I believe we would have caught that issue before it went sent out because it seemed right. like you could visually you, see it inside the packaging. So we would catch that issue for sure. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, what do I think we discuss? And that's kind of something we do. Is that they get shipped somewhere and we ship them from here. We won't have a like drop shipment or anything like that for the first batch. And that's a huge time commitment. It is a time commitment. So one of the commitments we have to deal with is. How, if we decide to run this, let's say we decide to do a production order, do we Kickstarter it? Yeah. Do we just self-fund it? Do we? What do we do? I don't. I don't know. I think this is a discussion for a future podcast because I think it's really getting into. Oh, I think it's definitely a whole podcast worth, but we don't have to answer that question. But right. if we're gonna do that, then we start saying like we're gonna. I mean, for the first set, we're definitely going to manage them ourselves so to speak like they're gonna get shipped somewhere we hand print the labels and print you know ship them well that's what we think right now but what if there's overwhelming demand what if like five thousand people back our project i've had a lot of thoughts about that i think we should do i think we do do an episode on to kickstarter or not to kickstarter like i think that's a full one a full bit of information because i actually have a lot of questions myself like I personally, if we do a Kickstarter, want to set a limit to the number we send. I don't know if you can even do that. Well, you I think can you set can. A, you can set like a limit of rewards, like only yeah. 50 available. I kind of want to limit because I don't want to have an endless amount of these we sell. Because I see a lot of Kickstarters fail because of that. Just because we can't fulfill a, we can't fulfill a 10,000 order. Let's say half of them are shipped to me, half of them are to you. Right. If it still takes a significant amount of time, like we're gonna, are we both going to sit here for a month straight? packing them i don't know like those are the issues that seems like something we could easily very quickly get over our head with right and we want to make this if we're going to go through the time of doing this we want to like at least 
break even on it. So we've got to like evaluate what our time is worth for this third party project that like yeah. is neither of our primary incomes and all that kind of stuff. So I think we've both discussed not, I mean, I think we're both been honest. Neither of us see this as like our full-time thing. Right. We mostly want these bands for ourselves. We've gotten the samples and we're really impressed by them. And hope like, honestly, like I just want other people, the joy of other people getting something that they're like, they were annoyed they couldn't have before is cool. And that would bring me personal satisfaction. Agreed completely. But either, neither of us want to lose a lot of money personally. This isn't a charity that we're trying to run. We don't want to, we don't necessarily need the biggest profits of all time, but we don't want to lose money. But there's a lot of potential that if we miss, if we take a misstep, there could be a big mistake. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think that's something we need to discuss. I think we do have an episode where we talk about the Kickstartering versus do we just fund it ourselves and then try to sell them on Amazon. I, do, I There's a lot of different opportunities here of which we haven't discussed you and I together. And I think it would be a fun first podcast discussion. Yeah. Okay. So let's um, table. We have a lot of things just about like our general like digital presence that we can talk about next time. Um, but I think we do want to say that we are officially on iTunes now. So please... Um, if you found us on iTunes, even if you didn't find us on iTunes, um, uh, subscribe to our podcast. Give our podcast a rating that you deem appropriate. Um, anything you can do to share your po- this podcast with friends, anything is awesome. Because we're just out here. We're trying to gain an audience, and we're trying to figure out what the interest in our product is. Um, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you took the time to review or share our podcast. Yeah, obviously, if you listen to this today, you're probably... You've probably been linked to it from John or I, either on Facebook or Twitter. I know both of us have been very, very shameless in promoting it personally on our own, you know, Twitter or Facebooks. Uh, so we, we'd like to get some people who follow it, you know, or get interested. Otherwise, obviously, a review on iTunes would be kind of the best way you can kind of promote us. Give us a review. Let us know. And we want honest feedback. If you don't think the podcast is good, give us a bad review. We don't care. Um, and then also our social media presences continue to exist. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter. Um, so however you'd like to reach out to us, that's great. And you can also now, um, we have a real email address where you can reach us, and that's as simple as you think it might be, contact at tonebands.com. Yes, contact at tonebands, T-O-N-E-B-A-N-D-S.com. Um, so if you have any thoughts about the show, send that to us there as well. Cause we're probably going to do an episode soon. Cause we, I think maybe in one episode soon, we have to talk about social media presence. Cause we're not a lot there. One of the things I think is most interesting. And I think it's a friend of the podcast. So I'm not going to get too far into it. It's, and I don't know if you feel the same. It's very difficult to objectively monitor your own social media presence when it comes to a product you're trying to build. Like, am I being just like terribly obnoxious? Am I being like, an it works rap person or am I being a reasonable person? Yeah. I'm saying things that I believe, but do other people believe this or do other people care? And I think most people don't care, but also we're in a weird intersection where I think people do care. There's a niche people do care for us. It's interesting to find out how do we contact those people who do care? Yeah. So we want to find those people. Yeah. So the best way you can do that is just sharing us on iTunes uh, if you're a fan on you know Reddit or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, whatever it be, just sharing us would be a whole lot of value for us. So, Anyway, we appreciate it, and uh, thank you for listening. I think that about wraps things up. Yeah, sounds good. And we will be back probably very shortly where we will have another episode. We'll probably kind of discuss what we talked about offline where we figure out what the next steps are more in detail. And we'll probably talk about the continuation of the process, especially social media, because it's been a really fun ride. Till next time. Until next time. Peace. Peace.